0: what's up everybody welcome into another episode of coffee shop sports i'm your host zach here with my co-host kevin how you doing kev
1: what up brother i'm doing fantastic man ready to chop it up about some sports and actually mean it this time it's actually sports this time not just football which is nice for the listeners for us switch it up a little bit yeah the-
0: First time we're bringing in another sport regarding other than fantasy football, so a first for the coffee shop, but definitely not the last.
1: Something we love to see. We love a little versatility. We love a little uh, new wrinkle. You know, we're we're uh, the offensive coordinator. We just put in a new wrinkle in the playbook, and we're ready to roll it out, man. I'm stoked.
0: Yes, sir. So episode number two coming in. You want to start off with a a new a new first sip segment today?
1: That sounds fantastic, man. Let's hit it.
0: Let's do it. So we're gonna bring in some NBA. Um, if yes, you don't know, according to our previous podcast, because we've never talked about it, we're both NBA fans as well. So absolutely, coffee shop sports will be encompassing more than just fantasy football lineups from here on out. Hell yeah. So first sip, we're going to go in. We're going to talk a little bit about the NBA finals, which game one was last night. Nuggets took it 104 to 93 um, against the Miami Heat. And I just, I think we won't, we won't spend too long on the NBA finals cause we're in full yeah, swing here. Absolutely. But let's just get some, some first sip thoughts on the game last night and kind of expectations moving forward throughout the series. Absolutely.
1: So I think it's great for the listeners to know right off the bat that, uh, see, here's the thing with Zach and I, okay. Zach and I will literally argue about whether or not something <laughs> is red or maroon, whether or not something is blue or sky blue, So uh, even though Zach and I have the same predicted NBA Finals winner, it has not stopped us from beefing about how we think the series is going to go. And the rest versus rust debate. uh, Rest took a big W last night. Uh, The Nuggets came out looking a lot fresher than the the heat. Um, I no, by no means think the heat are going to win this series, but I've seen the heat be left for dead in every single series that they've played in, they were the eight seed playing the one seed. They were playing the Brunson led by New York Knicks. They were playing the fabled Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, best duo in the NBA, Boston Celtics. And they just, it's like that meme where you see death coming out of the room and you see the, the team's logo, and then there's just a trail of blood. And he's walking into the Nuggets' room right now, and it's the fucking slept
0: on Miami Heat. Okay. See, I think you're. I think you just hedge your bets. I actually think you think Miami's gonna win this series. hundred percent. I do. But you see, but you won't say. it. You're like, oh no, I think the Nuggets. I've are gonna said win. it. But then you're like, but then you're. But don't sleep. I think you think they're gonna win. I think you're just. I think nuggets, you're hedging yourself. Nuggets and you six. Have the confidence to come out to say you think the Heat are gonna win.
1: Nuggets in six. I I just like here's the thing bro you know this about me because i've you've seen it throughout our friendship you know zach and i've only known each other for a little less than a year i am not so staunchly stubborn that i won't change my mind i used to think caleb martin was the biggest putts in the nba and now this dude is michael jordan in his prime i mean he wasn't last no, night not last let's night. be real yeah, yeah caleb yeah. martin is part of the reason why miami lost oh for eight something absurd like that or one for one for eight, something absurd like that. Absolutely killed my parlays.
0: Um, so let's get this out in the open. I DFS. think you think the heat are going to take the series.
1: You know, uh, I, I, I'm if, if I thought that I would have taken up my, my favorite busser Marcy on his uh bet that he offered me last night, 40, 40 a game. Uh, he, he offered me Miami and he offered me five points a game. Too Cause low. every
0: time, every time me and you talk about this series, I'll be like, I think the Nuggets are gonna win, and you're like, don't sleep on the Heat, bro. And then but I'm you like, don't so say you that. think the Heat are gonna you don't win. You don't say they're gonna win. Like, you say they're gonna no, no. dog walk them. Those are the, your exact words. And Which I and I, do, I said, I do think we're gonna six. see. I think uh, I think the Nuggets last night looked good. Not unbelievable. Great. I thought they looked I, I, unbelievable. I, that the
1: facilitating I, that Jokic was doing, it's oh, it's so disgusting. He's such he's such a good passer,
0: dude. Didn't look as good as they could. That's fair. No, I I, I agree like, with that. I, I did see some of the like. Maybe not everybody was in perfect sync. That week off had really kind of not not hit them hard because they they still played a great game. But I don't think we saw the best of the Nuggets last night. And I don't think we saw the best of the Heat last night. We saw far
1: from the best of the Heat because, and we talked about this, the Heat set themselves up to, to compete and they didn't hit the shots. Yeah, Jimmy Butler I mean, was 5 for 14. That's just not even like it, all, all playoffs this man has been Next to automatic, to see him kind of shrivel up like that, it's it's just not something we've seen this playoffs. um It was not a very pleasant experience. Again, as somebody who I had Zach, I had two three leg parlays, and they both fell apart on the third leg, which was it was yeah, buckets, fantasy so points, hard, hard on he, the
0: Heat's for your parlays this, this bro, game, bro, because but. buckets and Martin
1: have been free money this playoffs, man.
0: I i told you this before game one was going to be really tough for the heat i don't think you were taking into account all of the variables because you say in denver as well as if it's not the nuggets have the best home field advantage in nba there's no doubt because of altitude because it's no it's no joke and there i you know this uh, from coming from colorado that's true yeah and going back home now from la after day one i feel it and i'm not a slouch like i'm not an out-of-shape guy it, it hits you you cannot just like yeah. hit your physical activity like there's a real and sure they they have oxygen on the sidelines and blah blah, blah but it's real the first the first couple of days in denver is tough so that game one yeah. the nuggets coming off a week of rest and then the heat coming in like they were gonna they, they were gonna have a hard time winning game one
1: yeah i I'm, i wasn't too surprised at the result i was a little surprised that how it went about i mean when it when it when i first watched the game i thought okay miami's just taking this as an extra buy uh, they'll show up for game two, hopefully, and then they really stepped up. I mean, the second half, I mean, Bam Adebayo especially was just playing lights out. I really yeah, thought Bam Bam's was like gonna great. will them back into the game. You know, we had a single digit game with five minutes to play. I thought maybe this is the game that we all signed up for. You know, I was I was very excited to watch some good basketball, and then anytime they they were in striking distance, anytime they could smell the Nuggets,
0: the Nuggets, Jokic would the just foot do, do what Jokic does, man, and it was just you I know. Think- uh, I think yeah. a lot of that is that once the Nuggets were up 19 points, they kind of let it go. You know, a little bit. Like it happens they in
1: the NBA. That, that's that's why the the NBA is kind of more of a of a game of runs than any other sport. It's the streakiest sport. If you if you're hot, if you're if you got your foot on a team, it's so difficult to keep your your foot on the gas. It's so difficult to stay locked
0: in. You know, because and I don't think the Nuggets thought they had to. I think. Yeah. I think they let it play, and then as soon as the Heat started coming back up, you saw the Nuggets put the foot back on the gas, and they yeah. were in total control of the game again. I, I don't think there was really any point last night that the Heat were really in control of the game. Like, yeah, the fourth quarter, they they not went up by, by 10, but they were not in control of that game. The Nuggets Never. had that game all the way through.
1: I, I agree with that. And I, I think, yeah, I, I think I'm going to let my – my um nuggets in six uh prediction breathe i'm gonna sit on it um but yeah don't be surprised if next time you see me i'm wearing a jimmy butler jersey and no i'm just kidding i no, you know i love, know, I love uh, jimmy i i, I think do too
0: he's the man talking moving forward throughout the series because we possibly have six more games ahead of us i don't think Definitely. either of us think there will be six more games but it's possible this could go to yeah, game game yeah it's, game seven doesn't seem like a likelihood in this series The Heat played an okay game. They had a lot of shots. They were right up with Denver in three-point percentage, uh, had two less turnovers than Denver, um, actually only two less rebounds than Denver, and were better at an offensive rebounding team. So Miami, uh, in the stat percentages, played neck and neck with Denver on everything but field goal percentage. They were 10% less than Denver on field goal. You're not going to win like that. Shooting 40%. It was a and that's dismal. not just from the three. Their three-point percentage was 33. That's good. That's some pretty good shooting from the three. Their their field goal percentage was horrendous. A 40. The, the,
1: and keep in mind the three-point percentage was absolutely carried by uh, Gabe Vincent, uh, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler. This man, Max Strus, who made himself a bag this playoffs. Was what zero for eight nine zero, 0 for 9, nine I believe. Yeah, this man has been that. That's what I've always said. This whole playoffs, I never thought the Heat had a chance to beat the Knicks, even when they were up three one. Because I thought uh, they're going to turn into a pumpkin. Caleb Martin yeah. is not Michael Jordan. Uh, you know, Max Struce is not Kyle Korver. Kyle Lowry is not Raptors Kyle Lowry. But that's who they were getting
0: in those games. Right, and and we all and for the Heat to succeed, they need those guys to step up. They can't. Not even to step Butler. up, they need to be that un
1: like almost unsustainable uh, level of great that they've been.
0: Yeah, I I think because Bam All series has been, I think I think it's safe to say Bam has been good, not great throughout the playoffs. I I don't think other up until last night he hasn't been a dominant player. He's through, still in every he's I, not consistent. I, he's I not consistent.
1: I think we kind of have excellence fatigue with Bam Man. Like he's such a good center that, like, we, you know, we see what, what the Embiid's and the 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 Jokic is doing. We think that that's what good center play looks like. But it's like Bam, he's such a consistent. Like he's a consistent force on defense, one hundred percent. He's consistently good. He's like, got that I, I dog in him. He's, he's he, he draws center, fouls. Obviously. He 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 yeah. gets away with an unbelievable amount of offensive fouls because he has that size. You know, he 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 sets more illegal screens than anybody I've ever seen. And he gets maybe one in every three or four called,
0: For, which there's skill in that. There's skill in that. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's an elite center. Like I don't think he's on the Jokic. I, like I'm talking like the big boys. Like I, he's not Embiid. He's not Jokic. He's not. It, it's like, just tough.
1: Up. It's just tough because the the center position is dying, and he yeah. is a true. He's like, an old school center, in my opinion, dominant center. So I think I think the term elite is just so questionable because it's like, I mean. If he's top five, is he still elite? I think he's top five.
0: Uh, yeah, I think last night we can agree he played elite. Like he played a 26. Great,
1: yeah, great he dropped 26,
0: defense. 13 rebounds. That's crazy. Nine of them defensive, four of them offensive. With with that's, Joker on him. That's
1: impressive. Yeah. And and he didn't let Joker beat him they too bad. They weren't scoring. matched up
0: all games, surprisingly. They yeah, there was a lot of I mean, that's there Denver. Was a lot free, of switching. Yeah. They they so play such fundamentally yeah.
1: sound basketball. I love I love their pick and roll game, man. And I don't know about you, but I thought Jamal Murray was going to go for like 40 last night in the oh, first half.
0: Was, I mean, he took the foot off the gas. I mean, he, he was did. He absolutely he, killing not me.
1: only did he take the foot off the gas, but he cooled down like he yeah. didn't just stop shooting. He stopped hitting. Yeah, and that's sure. kind of a little bit. I don't think that's a big concern. I'm I took the Murray over and uh, he had 23 in the first half. And I was like, this is free money. And he ended up with like 27. And I was like, oh, yikes, that was closer than I wanted it to be for how but bad I, the so heat.
0: For how bad people were people talking about the heat hitting? The Nuggets weren't shooting great, especially from range last night. I mean, Murray went two for seven, Michael never throw the rock, Porter two for 11. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it wasn't great. Jokic went one for two, sure. Uh, Bruce Brown still good. Uh, yeah. two for three. He, I mean, he yeah. came through pretty solid last night. He but did not, play really good last night, not what we've seen from him. Yeah. I think moving forward, if the heat are going to compete in this series. It's going to take a, another Herculean effort from Jimmy Butler. He's going to have to drop 36 to 40 points. We didn't get anything like able. that last
1: night. We did not, not get anything Herculean, unless you're talking about Danny DeVito's character in Hercules.
0: 13-7-7 Thir- seven and seven is not going to win a no. game in this no. series. And not just win the series, they're not going to win a game if that's how Jimmy Butler plays.
1: Honestly, that's fair. Yeah, his shooting percentage was abysmal. Same with Caleb Martin. Honestly, I feel the same exact way. Um, in Spo, we trust. I will say that as we're kind of wrapping up this conversation, In Spo, we trust. Uh, a great heavyweight fighter tends to not take a lot of swings in the first round. Uh, I think this was this was the first round. I think Spo was feeling out uh, Malone's best shot. Um, you know, seeing what what Joker had to offer, and uh, he, yeah, I, I, I just,
0: I don't think either team put all their cards on the table last night. No. No, absolutely. And I just love I, watching Jokic play, dude. He's such a He's so good. He's so fun to watch, dude.
1: He's fun to watch in like the most boring way. Like you have to really love basketball to find his style of play fun.
0: Yeah. He's but I mean, the more the more the better and better it is, the funner and funner he's getting. It's because he's he's gotten so much more confident throughout the years, too, that he's making those like splash passes more often and like just being a funner player to watch.
1: Yeah, I love his overall demeanor i i do i first of all with all due respect to the aggressive buzz cut i just think it's like the one of the worst haircuts in the nba personally um it is like one of the worst i am just not the biggest worst haircuts. i'm just not the biggest fan of the skin tight buzz cut i just and especially on a you know a hulking
0: dude like that he just it's kind of it's very interesting I think it'd be weird to see him with hair, if I'm going to be honest. I'd, really I'd like to see it.
1: Like. I'd li- Joker, if you're listening, which we all know you are, um, do us a huge favor and grow your hair out next season, man. Uh, hit up Coffee Shop Sports. We'll set up some terms for you to grow out your hair with, and uh, maybe we'll get you like a uh, you know, lifetime pass of free coffee from somewhere if you do it for six months, and we'll see what it looks like. And then if, if it's sick, then you're welcome for improving your your image. And if it's not, then enjoy coffee, man. Hopefully he likes coffee.
0: I'd love to see Bad it. Bad cut
1: though. Bad cut though, in my opinion. Anyways, yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see the stars of the game just continue to shine so bright. It's a new era. You know, uh, gone are the days of LeBron and Steph being the only two players in the finals. I'll never forget that stretch, Zach. I was so bored with the Cavs and the Warriors by like what the fourth time?
0: Yeah, I mean LeBron I was, was like, in I'm... every finals for years and years and years. Yeah, and that was, it was cool. either LeBron I... or Steph, basically. For or both actually most mostly years. both Or both yeah
1: <laughs> most most of the time it was both but um anyways i feel pretty good about that discussion i mean i'm still sticking with nuggets and six i mean do you do you want to drop an official prediction now
0: i do think i don't think the miami will get swept i think at home they'll win at least a game going gentlemen sweep um i'd like to say 5 i think nuggets will take 5 i think that i think the heat are going to have a really really hard time beating the nuggets in denver with the way they're playing right now and just kind of kind of the star power matchup i mean unless i think jimmy butler would have to drop a very herculean game and the rest of the heat would have to be playing better than they did last night for them to take the nuggets at home so i think the nuggets can can skirt on a way win in miami and then fifth game back home i think that's the end of the series
1: I think that's probably the consensus. I think that's probably the most popular uh, prediction. That or a sweep. I mean, people are not giving Miami much of a chance at all. And I actually I, do
0: think a sweep is possible. I think it's, a, it's, no, it's in
1: the cards. I think a sweep is as likely as, as six. I'm just take, picking six. I'm just calling my
0: shot because I just. So for six to me, that's, that's saying either the Nuggets don't take a single away game and or it's Miami wins in Denver. And I just oh. don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, I could see either happening just based on, you know, how dominant the Heat have been all playoffs. I mean, dude, that team stifles you. That team just outworks you. That team
0: out championship mentalities you. And I'm just not sure they can do that against the Nuggets. I don't think they can out championship mentality. This team right now is playing for just so much. And every it's not like It's not like Jokic is carrying it the way no, that everybody not. say like Jamal Murray's been playing out of his He's mind. a dog. He's Michael Porter Jr can come in hot. I mean Aaron Gordon He's, had what 16 points in the first half Gordon this had a game. a wild game. I, yo, I
1: I'm not going to lie to you man. I I stared there was some real serious sexual tension between me and Aaron Gordon's uh line yesterday. He was 12 and a half. And I didn't do it and I regret it. Um because he I I've learned there's a certain like I don't know about you but I have like I have like a, a a do not call list when it comes to certain players and like betting. And Aaron Gordon's just burned me too many times. He's just too inconsistent of a player. It's you never true. know. He might it's drop 26 hard. or he might drop seven. You never know. So,
0: But I think that's tough. important. is because that's exactly kind of what I feel with these Heat players is that they have these ancillary guys that can – drop some points. Like Gabe Vincent can come in, drop a lot he's,
1: of points. He's, he's, a, he's a spaz, dude. He really can just go off at, at for no reason.
0: And so can, we saw Caleb Martin do it against Boston in game seven. Well, I mean,
1: yeah, no, like we've I said, seen, Caleb
0: Martin is Michael Jordan. And we've seen Duncan Robinson hit every three he's ever shot. Yeah. But I think the end for me is that the Nuggets have those same guys, but better. Like, yeah. we've we've seen Michael Porter take over a game. Yeah. We've seen Aaron Gordon take over a game. Yeah. And obviously, we've seen Jamal Murray drop 40 points in a game. Like, 100%. everything that the Heat can do, I think the Nuggets can do at one level higher. Like, yeah. Jokic, if Jokic goes ham, that's more than Jimmy Butler going ham. Yeah, And if Jamal Murray goes ham, that's more than Bam going ham. Because Bam yeah. going ham is as a center, and he is not going to drop 35 points in a game the way you could as a center right? and that i will Jamal say Murray this can go up the same as what jimmy butler can so it's it's hard for me to think that the heat can take this one i i, I mean I, they've been playing out of their minds but in a grit versus grit contest like the nuggets you know? it's it's
1: it's dog versus dog it's a dog fight you know uh and i'm i'm really really i'm looking forward to seeing Spose uh counter punch i love i love uh malone i watched in the uh there was a pregame speech by Malone. I don't know if you saw it, but he was like, they went into uh, Milwaukee. They stole game one. They went into New York. They stole game one. They went into Boston. They stole game one. They're not doing it tonight. I was like, "Yeah, you know, that's they good coaching. And I that's think that's the coaching. thing is
0: like, you know, before it's been like, oh, you know, like the heat are sneaking up. No one's giving them that confidence. I mean, you could say the same, same thing about the Nuggets. I mean, where they were playing the Lakers. Everything you heard was, oh, what's LeBron going to do? Like, what's he going to do? For-? And they didn't even, there was no hesit. They swept him. And yep. every single conversation was like, oh, can the Nuggets hold off against LeBron's comeback? Like, like throughout their whole NBA career, everybody's always, then the coverage is never on the Nuggets. So that same no, chip is sitting not. on their shoulder that the Heat have. And I don't think the Heat have played against someone like that. You know, like, they weren't expected to beat Milwaukee. They weren't expected to beat um i mean boston obviously but yeah. it's chip versus chip and i think yeah the nuggets are just gonna come out on top it's chip
1: versus chip and i have to get this shot in while i still can miami has chips uh denver does not might not be able to make that shot in a week or, t- or, or two so i'm just gonna get
0: that in while i, I can. mean which is even another argument of why the nuggets might want this a little bit more
1: oh 100 it's definitely possible i still think in a vacuum, these players are different from those players, and every year is a new team. And I don't think Butler's got a ring, so I think Butler's probably really fighting for that. He's had Miami at the doorstep for three, four years now. Yep. And we we agree they're not a traditional eight seed. I mean, yes, they're an eight seed, literally, but beating the Bucs, beating the Knicks, uh, beating the Celtics, they 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 never should have been in the eighth seed in the no. first place. A lot of know? that was
0: due to injury and kind of what happened during the regular season for them. And yeah. I don't think they were ever a true eight seed. No. Props so props so off the both to making it there and um, yeah. we're excited for the rest of the series. It's yeah, I'm favorite. pretty
1: ready to move on. I will just say yeah. we do have a nice betting angle on this show. So I will run, run this down for you guys really quickly. Uh, the lines I did hit were Joker, PRA points, rebounds, assists combined. And he got it on the last free throws of the game. He, he's, his line is 50.5. He, he dropped 51. Um, Murray's points are always going to be in a range where I would consider taking them. They're in the 24 to 26 range. And I just don't know if I see a game where he's dropping less than 27 points. So, um, and then you got, I'm, I wanted to just hammer Caleb Martin, but I'm so scared off the first
0: game. I think for me next game, I'm looking, I, I do expect Jimmy Butler to come back. I don't know. I don't know if they'll discount his points down to a low 20s range, but if they do, I like that. I think he can come back next game a little bit, show a bit more of the Jimmy Butler we've been seeing. Um, I think they might skyrocket BAM's points after this game as well. So Mm. I'll be looking for the under on that just because I think he could cool down in game two and let Jimmy Butler take the reins again. And then, man, on the Nuggets side, I think we might see a little bit more from Bruce Brown. So I, if he's in the low teens, kind of that 10 point to 13 point range, I might take the over on that just because I think he could yeah. have a, a better game if the stars take a little bit more rest in game two. So that, that'd be the, what I'm looking for from the betting side.
1: I think y'all should real quick, a couple things, two things. One, most importantly, uh, visual uh, audio meme. We have, um, what I sleep on and then it's a photo of a bed and then you have what Zach sleeps on and then it's a photo of Bam Adebayo. Just throwing that out there. Second of all, Joker's current assist line is 11. He had that in the first half yesterday. Yeah, basically. you should hit the over on that. Hit the over recently.
0: on that. That feels kind of
1: like free money. The basically, PRA line, I don't
0: think we'll take a step back in game two at all.
1: The PRA line is just always so risky for those studs because it's so high, but it's like they're getting a point, rebound, or assist on almost every play. So it's
0: like. Yeah, tough. And we do most of our betting on Sleeper, too, if you're looking at these Sleeper, lines. also well, prize picks. Prize I'm a big prize picks. picks guy, yeah.
1: Been waiting for you to get on that, Zach. If you, if you throw your money in there, we'll get we'll each get twenty five dollars. Shout you're out right. to Pro. I'll take
0: games. a I'll take a look coming up next week because a sponsor. The sleeper was a little iffy on those half half time lines. So, all right, Ify. well let's Ify. yeah. There were they didn't Not exist. Not cool. Not cool. But I think we're I think we're good here. Ready I think to move on to my, the NFL Nuggets in five. You're a Nuggets in six nuggets guy, in but six. I think I think deep down you actually think the Heat are going to win, which is a bad take. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's let's get back okay. to some NFL coverage. So go. we're going to take a small, I guess, step away from fantasy today, which is it, nice. Still, yeah, we are we're the st-
1: fantasy guys. Like you know, we love fantasy. We love dynasty. We're going to have a long offseason of that. Get some traditional NFL some, coverage
0: today. We're going to talk some storylines. Some of them might have a fantasy angle to them, no doubt. But today we're going to go through. I think we might be able to hit three or four storylines that we are. Keeping an eye on in the offseason for one reason or the other. Um, and that could be for camp battles, that could be for how things are gonna mesh, what teams are gonna kind of look like, just some things that Kevin and I are keeping in our eye on throughout the summer because it can be hard to wade through the muck, through the mud, through the the fluff of the camp offseason. You're gonna hear fourth stringers be hyped up to where they might be the next big thing and then remember gotta they're watch gonna that. get two to three catches a game throughout the season gotta watch that. So we're gonna give we're gonna wade through that muck for you and we're gonna That's give right. you just three or four storylines that you actually should pay attention for that maybe that maybe actually pay attention to what the beat reporters are saying. Kind of what is this really looking like and could this actually be a real storyline heading into August? Hell yeah. So if you're comfortable starting off, do you have I'm a storyline yeah, Absolutely. Give me, hit me with it. So
1: when when Zach brought up storylines to watch, my the first place my brain went to was training camp and OTA position battles. Okay, I am a sucker for a good position battle. Anybody who's observed any of my work knows I love the quarterback carousel. I love the coaching carousel. And then in the season, I love the position carousel. I love when there's three or four guys who can contend for one or two spots and then things get real murky from there. So like Zach said, we are here to guide you through the murk and I'm going to start in no place than the place where my heart is in the NBA right now, which is in South beach. I'm starting in Miami and I'm looking at my, my big position battle for the Miami dolphins right now is at the running back position, because I think depending on who you ask, you'll get a different answer on who they think will be the dolphins RB one this year and who they think will be the starting running back or the running back to own for fantasy purposes, whatever that's worth. I'm going to, Push my chips in the center of the table. And you already know where I'm going with this, Zach, because I've been bullish about this guy from the moment he was drafted. But Devon, a chain, I am just like in that backfield with McDaniels offense and the reports coming out of OTAs again, take every single one with, uh, uh, not a grain of salt, a packet of salt. I'm talking, you whip it, you break it open. It's a packet of salt that you're taking these reports with a chain. I'm, I'm, I'm
0: interested Sounds yep. like he's a sounds like he's a speeding bullet from what and I'm see, hearing. I'm gonna pull a red flag on this one because I, like that, I actually think the Miami's backfield may be the biggest fluff storyline of 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 people overlooking the truth for a fantasy aspect.
1: Let's hear it. What's the truth, Zach? Tell
0: I think us. the truth is that Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert are gonna be the starting running backs, regardless of what happens this offseason. I think yeah. HN could have a phenomenal summer. And I think he'll still get the James Cook treatment where everybody was, look at this James Cook highlight. Look how fast this guy is. Look how good that. of a receiving yeah. back he is. And everybody was hyped. They were like, oh, he's taking over week two. It didn't happen. We're week week 14 in and we started seeing a little bit more of James Cook. And I think that comes down to the fact that these are playoff contending teams. The, the Dolphins... Yeah the Dolphins are going to go for it this year. They've showed everybody they're putting their cards on the table. They made trades to get players. They are doing everything they can to win right now. And usually that doesn't mean putting a rookie running back in pass protection scenarios. And that's where HN is going to play best is going to be as that receiving scat back. He, he doesn't have the frame. I don't think they drafted him to be running up the gut a ton. Not that Mm -hmm. he can't, he definitely can. He's a very, very good player, but it takes a while to learn NFL coverages. I don't think he'll be on third down all the time. And it may be hard for him to boot out, barring injury, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, no matter yeah. how good of an offseason he has.
1: So we're talking broad, right? We're talking broad, right? So we're talking NFL, the Miami Dolphins starting running back. You're confident it won't be a chain.
0: Yeah, I'm confident it will not be a chain.
1: I'm comfortable saying that I don't think he'll be the starting running back, but I Genuinely believe he will have a role, and I believe it will start as early as the first quarter of the season.
0: I think we could see him, and this isn't a knock on him at all. I actually think we could see him have a strong special teams role. I think that would be a really great way to integrate him. And I don't think they want to put Tyreek Hill back there catching punts, no, sir, just based off that contract. No, sir, Um, I don't think they want to see Waterlock there. So I think that would be a, a phenomenal spot for him to start. I think you could see him getting some, some like designed looks in like a screen game or like a short passing game. I don't see, you'll think you'll see him running the ball too much at the beginning of the season. I
1: think from week six on, I'm expecting minimum five to seven touches a game. And from week 11
0: on, I would expect 10 touches a game. I don't know if he'll hit that. It's redraft. It. Ten, if ten is, redraft. If we're talking redraft, if we're talking redraft, he's fate off him. my. He's, I'm not, I'm not
1: even looking at him in the draft. He's absolutely worth a flyer because you know who else are you gonna freaking take dog like i think like peyton Henderson, okay, maybe a flyer you know what i mean he's a flyer, i would draft you know?
0: either of the other guys before i draft ha in that's redraft. fair
1: they, they have a they have a more realistic more likely path to uh being the the three down or or starting or between the tackles however you want to word it running backs but let's not forget zach these are the f- guy from SpongeBob who has the cast, the full body cast, and who says every day I wake up and I break my arms and every night I go to sleep and I break my legs. That's no, Jeff right. Wilson and Raheem Mostert.
0: All due respect. Great players, very talented. And that's why it's a bar Crazy injury. injury. Yeah. But and also realistically with A Chain, if you're looking at him in redraft, he's gonna be dropped by week four. Because I think he's so probably too. not gonna have those carries by week four.
1: Yeah, impatient owners have cut him
0: fantastic he may have a bigger opportunity in this offense i think there's going to be a ton of offseason buzz for him and i do too i just don't think it's going to matter come week one i think he's not going to get the bulk of those carries and he'll be a roster clogger if you're drafting him in redraft
1: it's really early to say right now but i'm going to call my shot in favor of a chain and that is my first storyline zach why don't you take us down
0: zach lane and give us yours i think it's old i think we're all tired of hearing about it but so you're going to bring it up. No, I kidding. have to. It's the biggest one for me. And it's how Aaron Rodgers is going to look on this Jets team. Um, and I think more importantly to me, how soon can he get integrated in this offense? Because I think after the trade happened, we were like, the Jets have a future Hall of Famer on this offense. This is Aaron Rodgers. Like, How far can this team go? I want to pump the brakes a little bit. On it. Appreciate that. I agree with that. And I'm, we've seen first quarterbacks moving teams in a whole new offense that have been, like, Russell Wilson is kind of an extreme comparison because he was yeah, worst case scenario, like yeah. just absolutely never worst been worse scenario, literally never <laughs> been worse. Yeah. And like, while I don't think that's when it's going to happen with, we have to be aware that it may not be all all green right off the bat. Nice this one. could take This could take a little bit for him to get integrated in that system. They may not come out of the blocks at the beginning of the year firing on all cylinders like people think. And whether that be fantasy reasons, like maybe him and Garrett Wilson don't mesh the first four weeks of the season and he kind of goes back to his reliable like, oh, I know Alan Lazard. Oh, I'm comfortable dumping it off to a tight end. Or the Jets might just run the ball a little bit more than people think. Like this is not Green Bay. This is not the systems he's familiar with. And it may not work. It may not work out year one. We've seen that happen before where people go. I mean, a better term comparison is Peyton Manning with the Broncos. That worked out phenomenally. Yeah. He had a, I mean, they won a Super Bowl. He, I think they, what, they won two Super Bowls, right? No, they went to two Super Bowls. They won one. They got yeah. dog walked by the Seahawks. I remember that. Same. Um, Yeah, shout out my boy, Percy Harvin. Kickoff return for a touchdown. Oh, Bill's legend, actually. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, But year one with the Broncos, it was good, but it wasn't great. Not everything matched perfectly. It took him a second year and then the third year to really get in that system. We could see something like that. So I just think Aaron Rodgers, year one. I want to see how these and storylines look. I haven't seen a lot of a lot of like, oh, look how good this is going. Look how I've seen a lot of Brees Hall highlights this offseason. I've seen some Garrett Wilson highlights. But I'm waiting to see the Aaron Rodgers stuff and I want to know how it goes.
1: I think the Rodgers hype train is definitely, definitely out of control in the mainstream media. You really have to be careful with your ESPNs and your, your you know the people who are just you know clickbaiting because everybody. You know, uh, Emmanuel Acho did his top five AFC quarterbacks, and I think he had Rogers too. And I'm just like, dog, I get it. Like, I get where you're coming from with the all-time greats, just, just, you know, but that's it. He's coasting on his legacy. I know he's a year removed from MVP, but he's also six months removed from not making the playoffs and getting sent home by Dan Campbell. You know what I mean? Like nothing, no disrespect, but like Rodgers was a shell of himself last year, and a lot of people knock the team. A lot of people knock the what he was working with. I'm not sure they're that bad. I'm not sure Green Bay was was that bad. They went to the NFC Championship the year prior. You know what? Other than Devontae Adams, what did they really lose? I know he's a big big piece, but yeah, I think I think it was piece. it was super overstated how bad the Packers were last year and how much that is why Rodgers wasn't himself.
0: But he wasn't yeah. himself, and that's just that's just flat out the truth. So um, I think he kind of – like, let's be real here. I don't think he was trying that hard. He phoned it I in. He absolutely – he phoned it in. No doubt and he, I think he was we not can see pre- present. A little bit of a correction there in terms of just player effort.
1: He might just say, like, I'm Aaron Rodgers, and I want people to remember that I'm Aaron Rodgers. That very well could be the case. His last dance could bring us that. But I'm glad you brought this up because um, people say that the Jets were a Rodgers away. I don't know if they I
0: could have. Been. I, don't I mean, know if they, I they went. Back. They went on a streak of winning. What they they won like eight games in a row at some point there. I don't think it was eight because I think they finished with seven. Was it seven? Oh, okay. So they went. I think they, they went had six a nice straight. impressive stretch. Yeah, I, I
1: remember they beat Which, Buffalo course, with back, Zach Wilson. <laughs> I can't lie. Like they they you know they did they did their thing. They had a nice little impressive season. But like, look, I I I just think that they're still the Jets. I don't know about Salah. To be completely honest with you, I absolutely don't like Nate Hackett.
0: No, I love Breeze Hall. Really I love Garrett Wilson. Too.
1: So you know, I, I'm yeah. I'm lukewarm. I think a wild card is a lot more realistic than running the tables, winning
0: the East. Like I, on, I man. think year one, that's going to be too much to ask. I I want to see how it goes year one. I want to see the fit. And I mean, it's going to be different. Rodgers does a lot of play action. He does a lot of movement. He he makes that magic. The Jets don't do that. That's not, and that's I think the big issue he had with Hackett's offense in Green Bay. Yeah, but maybe Hackett just lets him run the show. That's right. another thing that's possible. Yeah, he so, might just be a, a mouthpiece. I think it's going to be a bumpy first half of the season for the Jets, and I think that could set them back from being a true Super Bowl contender year one, like Me people too. are talking about. Yeah. So I just want to see it. I want to see it first, and Roger, I'm a s- little.
1: I'm yeah, a little he, wary
0: from a fantasy perspective as well. Uh, fantasy, I'm a little more like he, they could suck and he could still put up numbers.
1: Because if they're down in games and, and he's slinging the rock, you know, trying to catch up, that could be a, a beautiful recipe. But their defense is so good that it might very good might keep yeah. the Rodgers from needing to air it out too much. Last thing and we'll Rogers,
0: say. Was, I'll go
1: for it. Go, no, I was just going to say last thing I'll say on this topic before uh, letting you have the reins, and then we'll move to the next topic um last thing i'll say is rogers historically sucks in week one historically i believe his last three week ones he he pooped the bed oh but he showed up to voluntary camp this year that's true that might that might be that might be a difference maker (laughs) who knows he showed up to camp he had a deal it was in the contract show up to camp half take the calf injury and then you're good (laughs) you don't have to actually practice You you can just do the photo ops no but i i think I think uh you you're you're obviously I'm putting you on the spot here but you're obviously picking Buffalo to repeat as four time AFC's champs, right?
0: I think Thinking of the hill rules. I would you know, be split just... between Buffalo and Miami. I think there's a 50/50 shot there. I think um gun to my head. I don't think Buffalo did anything to get better this off season and I think Miami did a lot. And I think they were very close. And you have a Tua in that playoff game, and it could look a little different. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's a 50-50 shot for me. I think they're both going to end up being in that. You 11. were going to say it.
1: You were going to say it. You were going to say Miami. You said "gun to your head," and then you didn't say it.
0: So no, I said, you- I said "gun to my head." I don't think Buffalo got better. Like I, that's. I think they're they stayed the same to me. We'll um,
1: save that for the for the Bills. We're going to do a Bills podcast, and sure. if Zach wants to be a guest on it, he can. I don't think you'll like <laughs> that. Yeah but but uh I disagree. I absolutely I objectively think Buffalo got better, respectfully.
0: Yeah, that's that's a tough one for me. I think a the huge only offensive real big... line
1: improvements. I love Dalton Kincaid coming in. Uh, you know, the the defense is maybe a, a net neutral or maybe maybe
0: a slight regression, you but you can't say a net neutral when you lose your star linebacker. That's tough. Yeah,
1: no, it that's, is ab- that's down. No, it is, but they brought in Puna Ford who I'm absolutely crazy about. I don't know if you know about uh, if you're hip to the Puna Ford game and and they're getting and they're getting Von Miller back they they they, Sean McDermott's calling the plays which I think is a big upgrade Leslie Frazier is a huge part of the I love Leslie Frazier and I'm sad to see him go but I think you can point to huge defensive lapses in the last three Bills playoff losses and I don't think Sean McDermott's gonna let that happen
0: respectfully I mean we could jump would you like to make this the next off season oh, segment. I'm
1: happy to. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I uh, like I said, I was saving all my bill stuff for the other show. But if you're, if you feel like going into it, I'm cool. I'm, I'm always down.
0: No, I think, I think a good storyline for me to watch this off season is is the contenders. Like, yeah. I think KC is a good, a good they're explanation. I think a good
1: storyline. They're, they're so fascinating to watch.
0: I think they've done a great job staying cheap on defense and. Yeah always being a good defense still yeah. um good is good is the key word good not great yeah Yeah. They, they've, they've had really, some great defenses they're not there right they now. have they have
1: hemorrhaged uh opponent passing attacks though like they have been very always. bad oh, oh that's
0: just what i think that's just game planning i don't think they care
1: i yeah, think uh, they're
0: always uh because they parents. know
1: they'll because they know they'll have other teams in catch-up mode they just say you know yeah do what you give want. us your best yeah. shot yeah yeah
0: and I Literally. mean, if you're going to be like fine, gunfire versus gunfire, I'll take Pat Mahomes every they'll time. They'll probably lose, yeah. Or they'll probably win more often than not. I think you know what would wrap this in really nicely is I think uh, uh, coming right now, an off-season storyline to watch is DeAndre Hopkins, and yeah. um, I think that ties in really well here with with what my big gripe is with the Bills off-season is they knew there was two spots really that they needed to improve drastically on. I think the offensive line was disappointing it, and it i was. think I agree. they do not have a consistent pass catcher behind stefan dicks i agree i think they did good with the offensive line i mean it's yet to be it's seen real. i'm seen super happy
1: connor mcgovern yeah it's uh, great uh, uh what's his name uh osiris torrance yep uh you still have mitch Morrison, and dion dawkins the it the question interesting
0: mark, to see if they mesh
1: right right tackle important. is the question mark because spencer brown has been kind of a liability um, he is going into his third year, and historically, under Sean McDermott, the third year leap is usually a thing. Like we've seen, like Dawson Knox break out in his third year, Josh Allen break out in his third year, Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, um, all these players. Gabe Davis is—I mean, you could hardly call last year a breakout. Leap. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I watched. It's funny because I watched uh, a bunch of highlights yesterday, and I just thought to myself, if we extrapolated Gabe's first eight games over the last eight he would have had a great season. He just fell off so hard. Like his catch percentage plummeted, plummeted. I I can't even talk about it. Here's my
0: real gripe with why I don't think Buffalo got better is everything we're talking about with Buffalo being better is completely intangible based. Like we are hoping players take leaps. We are hoping players mesh and we are hoping players come back from injury at better health. Like, they didn't actively go out and make enough moves for me to be like, I can say without hoping, this team is better. And, and who, would you, who would you say has done that? The, the, the Dolphins. I think the with, Dolphins went out with this season. Yeah, I mean, they said, and maybe well. Jalen Ramsey's not a huge, huge huge star like he used to be. That's fine. I got him pretty cheap, and he is going to make my team better this offseason. I agree. I, agree. I mean, you could say A-chain. Not a huge addition, but they had that's some two. youth who, issues. Who Let me go over here because I remember.
1: Because I'm just saying, like, I mean, you could make the case that McGovern, Ty- uh, Osiris Torrance, Dalton Kincaid, Deontay Hardy, Trent Sherfield. I mean, I don't know that that's objectively. Okay. No, no, I
0: got you here. Here's who I was missing here. Um, So, and I want to count mid-season last year, too, because I think trading for um, an edge rusher in the form of why am I forgetting his name all of Chubb. a sudden yes I think that's important I think that didn't have the effect it would have because it was so late in the season and they never yeah. kind of got to the point
1: but these are again the, but 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 then with all due respect you are doing exactly what you suggested the bills were doing which is forecasting growth forecasting I'm jelling, forecasting
0: growth for Chubb I think he is who he is and you talked about the rusher you know what I'm
1: saying. Yeah. I think you can say the same thing about a lot
0: of the players. Oh, no, I think the Miami's acquired. defense gelled great. I think Miami's defense going through the playoff was lights out. The way they played against the Bills without a quarterback to me was crazy. That game was you say so lights much out. But tighter. they did. They, Buffalo hung 34 on them.
1: I, with all due respect, you say lights out. They, they were. I don't know good. if that's lights out. I don't know if hanging 34 is lights out. You know what I I mean? I think
0: you might be a little biased against the Dolphins, and that makes it kind of hard to have a conversation. I'm absolutely not I don't see how this
1: because I because I feel like I'm being very objective here. I feel like I'm sitting here saying, like, you you say they played lights out, and I say, do you believe 34 points is lights out?
0: No, no, no. I mean, as a defense, they they played lights out through the second half. Like I'm saying, they gelled, and you added a Pro Bowl cornerback, and you didn't lose anyone. They did lose. lose...
1: To the to the relatively hapless Packers.
0: They did lose. No, no, no. You didn't ain- lose any players. I'm saying oh, they no, didn't I know. lose I know. anybody on their defense. But I'm but I'm saying, yeah, no, that's true. And you added a Pro Bowl cornerback. You yeah. brought back the running back you needed to. Yeah. Your offensive line is already very good. You're gonna get two back with yeah. Theoretically. No health issues. Yeah, I mean Theoretically. He's, he's back. They already cleared him for contact. He's wearing um, a camera
1: on his head, Zach. Sure. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying like, look, I love to, and I'm rooting for him. I, I actually genuinely believe he took a step. I genuinely would have him in my top eight to 10 quarterbacks in the league. I think with those weapons, he, he's the exact kind of quarterback you want, who can just precision thread the needle, make the right call. I just think one hit and all that doubt is coming right back. You know sure, what I but mean? You
0: could say that about every quarterback in the NFL, one hit and Josh Allen's out for, indefinite but josh in allen future. doesn't
1: have the the history of concussions
0: that are is that's concerned. interesting that's an interest so that's a like you have a science debate there then which is interesting there's actually no proven resources that multiple concussions add to the history it's after your first one and i think every quarterback in the nfl has had their <laughs> yeah. first concussion already yeah 100 so, percent. every football really- player yeah Tua's got blown up from the media a bit, and it was a severe concussion as well. And the Dolphins handled it horrendously. I think yeah, we can agree absolutely. on that. 100 hundred. But in terms of re-injury risk, actually, scientifically, he's now back on the same level as every quarterback in the NFL. See, I, I hear you. I hear you say that, but like, I, I, I mean, that's not, not my
1: argument. This is. I'm like, not
0: entirely sure this,
1: that that's substantiated. I don't mean that in any sort of. You again, should look I it up.
0: I did. I did. Rev- I did look through a bunch. I've of I've heard a lot about like, like, like you know players like, everything.
1: Players like Mitch Morse, who've had like 10, there's like a different, there's like a different perspective. There's like a different lens on
0: them. It's actually past eight. So past eight causes permanent issues that can no never be recouped. But that's like but but let's be real here though, that's also like a loose, like it's not exact
1: science. You can't just say, eight, well, I have seven, I'm still good for one more. Like it's not, you know, so so you're right. We're we're kind of in a fundamental scientific medical alley of this conversation. It's not the important part. I'm just saying, and you know this to be true as well. the 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 pressure the the block is hotter for Miami than it is for any other team when it comes to concussion management. We yeah, can agree well, on definitely. that because they handled and it poorly. So, yeah. So, so that whether or not that's football related, that is a variable.
0: Yeah, I just don't think it affects. My looking at Tua for this season. Like if he's gonna the get a concussion, way, he was gonna get one. If he's gonna tear his ACL, he was gonna do look
1: it. Look at Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor as flight risks in fantasy. I'll agree yeah. with you. I'll yeah. agree with you. I'll give you I'll cede that that to you just because here's the thing. I I it's very important to me because here's the thing you're my co host and you're my homie, so you do have to hold me accountable and you do have to check me, but vice versa. And I'm going to come at you with this. Miami got significantly better. I agree. Miami yeah. was on the doorstep of Buffalo. They were on the doorstep of competing with Buffalo last year. I agree. But I don't think it's enough to say that they should be the favorites because it has. No,
0: I don't think they should be the favorites either. I think the bills should be a favorites, but I think it's a 50/50 shot that the Miami could do enough throughout the season. To win more games, it's it's possible. I mean, they play different teams. I'm not teams. saying it's not. They I agree play, with that. I yeah. think they're on a similar caliber right now. I think they have more to prove than Buffalo, but at the same time, Buffalo's never won a won a championship like an, an AFC.
1: Yeah, they've never won their conference. That's fair,
0: and it's it's a fair. So strike. they both have a lot to prove. Yeah, to me
1: absolutely. When absolutely. it comes to postseason, yeah, um yeah. I, I'm super glad. Like I said, I had no intention of going down this rabbit hole, but I'm glad we did because I think it's super therapeutic for me and I think it's educational for the people who don't have the exposure to Bill's news updates information content that I have I think I think the mainstream media has significantly cooled on Buffalo and I think that's how they like it
0: I think part of that is just fatigue it's you fatigue. know I mean uh, he, absolutely Josh Allen was a favorite to be MVP for two years straight now and, and he's been runner-up three out of the last four years so but he hasn't got it and no. that's important. And they were Super Bowl favorites last year as well. Yep. And they didn't get there. No. And it's just fatigue. Not saying they're a bad team. I don't agree yeah. with being like, oh, Buffalo got worse. I just don't think they got better. I think they were missing well, we a big disagree number either. two target. Disagree and I don't I worry about them getting better, not in the long term, but this year. I don't think they're like a significantly better team this year. I think Kincaid, while he was a great, he's a phenomenal tight end prospect. Yeah. I don't think they'll have that big of an impact this year in a way they needed. Like, I don't think as an upgrade over Dawson Knox of what they had was really what they were looking for in that draft.
1: I don't, I, I, I think if you're looking at him in a vacuum with Knox, I think you're looking at him wrong. I think you need to I, look at him in a vacuum with who they rotated, the revolving door of, let's be real here. We both like McKenzie but we liked McKenzie as a wide receiver for right. This man was a slot receiver last year. This man started for an NFL team. That should never all respect. I love that dude, but he should have never been a starting slot receiver for an NFL team. He He's not good enough.
0: I don't think that was the problem. I think the problem was, is they had didn't a have a guy or of wide of receiver threes. Yeah. They but needed a wide receiver two, And they, they didn't
1: had a, that's fair. But I mean, if you, if you prop up Gabe Davis as a de facto two, he's gonna, he's gonna take the top off the defense and he's going to create the space that real slot route running like guys are going to operate in. And I think Hardy and I think Kincaid as a one-two punch in the slot will be significantly better. I, I think both of them are better than every option we had at slot last year. We had – you know what? We were chasing Cole Beasley so bad that we brought in geriatric brought him Cole back. Beasley. It's like – it's so – it was so embarrassing. And I think that's an indictment on Dorsey yeah. more than anything. And I think if – Again, we're forecasting here, but if Dorsey improves as a coordinator at all, and if he learns that you need Josh needs a safety blanket, you can't just tell guys to to run uh scramble drill every time. Yes, Josh Allen has a cape. Yes, he has an S on his chest, but that is not sustainable. It's not sustainable and it doesn't win in the no. playoffs. And Buffalo's learned that, hopefully, for F's sake.
0: And I think my counterpoint there would be I don't think Deontay Hardy's an improvement.
1: I you think, think he's a great player but, you
0: think he's better you think McKenzie's better than Hardy? I think it's a wash. I think Hardy's much better on special teams, and I think that's why they brought him in. He's a phenomenal special teams player, and they could use the help there as well. Yeah. Um, But as a receiver out of the slot, no. I think it's a wash. And when we're talking Kincaid, I love that everybody's blowing him up as like a slot receiver. I think it's going to take time. I think think that's going to be a hard hard transition. So if we're talking this year alone, like if Kincaid comes out and two years from now and is that dominant guy. Yeah. That's a phenomenal move. But if, if we're talking this year alone, if they don't get Deandre Hopkins over this off season, I think it'll be a disappointment. I, I think that that's fair. I, I'm not, I'm not at all. You know, that's the thing. This is the, the objectivity
1: coming in. I don't think you're wrong. I like at the end of the day, I just think that when you look at the bills, losing three combined games by a, a, a total of eight points, I don't think they have as far to go as we all think they do because of how they looked against Cincinnati. I think that game has so much more to do with mental health and fatigue than anybody's giving credit for. Also trench play. They got washed in the trenches and I think they're a lot better in the trenches on both sides of the ball this year. So, you know, we didn't have Von Miller in that game. We didn't have Daquan Jones in that game. We're going to have those two guys theoretically, plus Puna Ford Ed Oliver, you know, uh, the Tremaine Edmonds lost hurts, but, the trench play should be a lot better. I like It'd the offensive weapons. be interesting to see
0: who can step up because yeah. I question how much Von Miller has left in the tank at this point.
1: That's fair coming off of an ACL tear in general. And in his seven sacks, well. But seven sacks in eight games suggests otherwise. I'll say Great. that much.
0: And the way they right. used him was perfect, but he did I not agree. play all game. He no. was in on a limited number of snaps Definitely. on pass rushing that's plays. That's what
1: McDermott so. does, though. It, it might look like that's the thing for age, but – you can look at any of their at their starters on de- the defensive line. None of them get more than 70% of the snaps. He it's is just- up
0: there in age as well, though. He is. And no, I, I'm absolutely giving you
1: a lot of money. And the fact that he's coming off an ACL tear is like, wow. That's like a yeah. different variable. It's I'm going to be very interested. That's one of these.
0: Yeah. Oh, neck full. That's one of these. Yeah, because if that's... Yeah. Just to summarize it from my end, I don't think the Bills are a worse team than they were last year. And I think... I think last year they were very much Super Bowl contenders that just didn't get there. No, And I just wanted to see them make a push to be significant, like a push to get over the edge that we you see. You wanted them teams. to go all
1: in. You wanted to see a less
0: need, like, kind I of would. move. I would like them to do that. And I don't think I they're going to. That. And I worry I that.
1: I respect that philosophy, Zach. But, like, we, we just know that it's irresponsible, man. Like, we just know. Like, look at the Rams now. I mean, you know, but they won a Super
0: Bowl. Right. You did I you mean, did In Super terms Bowl, but- of like the Buffalo franchise, they've never won one. If you're gonna yeah. talk, if you're gonna say like it's not worth pushing because I'd rather be I'd rather be great for eight years, get a conference championship, be like a really contending team all the time. If you're telling me that you could push in for one year and get the Super Bowl. And then be good for the seven years. Which would you rather at the end of that 10-year gap? Would you rather the Super Bowl or a really great team for I would do
1: anything for the Super Bowl, Zach? But the thing is that's not guaranteed.
0: We see teams do it all the time. Look at Denver, bro. They
1: did an all-in kind of move. They're Russell Wilson away.
0: They weren't. But they also did an all-in kind of move and went to two Super Bowls and won one. And but that's ten years ago. Is all the better for it.
1: You're right. You're absolutely right. But that's ten years ago, though. Look at the Suns with KD. This is a. We're this is coffee shop sports people. We're doing this. We're versatile. They went all it into doesn't KD. always work, and they're holding the bag, bro. And and Chris Paul's about to. You know, his um. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I was gonna make an old joke, but I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. I love Chris Paul. I can't
0: um so it doesn't so always you know, work out but i just wanted to say so i wanted to see them make more of an effort because i think they did last year i think they I mean they, they said we get big. von miller yeah. we've yeah. got the receivers to do it and then they didn't. they didn't and i agree they had opportunities this year to improve there and they didn't and then yeah. i mean the receivers went off the board before kincaid which is why you went for with a weapon instead of a receiver not mad at it for the record no but i think it's a long especially, especially not if you get nuke you get nuke, you see, all this- and that's banking on something to happen for a team, which I is is just tough for me at this point.
1: Yeah. The nuke like- stuff is the nuke stuff is big because for me, Zach, and I know we gotta wrap up soon. We got a couple minutes left. I'll just say this really quick. For me, Zach, getting nuke is more about keeping nuke away from the Chiefs. That I think mean that's important too. That is the nuke play. I don't I don't care if the Bills get him or not because I have kind of talked myself into this Kincaid hype train and I'm, I don't want to stun his development at
0: all. I, I would be sold to pump the brakes on the Kincaid hype train for year one. I think it's, I think it's irresponsible the way the bills are thinking about Kincaid, And I actually think the organization recently has been pumping in the brakes because I've heard reports where they're like,
1: we're not sure
0: with position. He might take some more time. Like after every, after the draft where they were like, Oh, this is our slot receiver. And then all of a sudden they get to camp and they're like, well we're not sure where we want him yet like that that's yeah. worrisome from a team to be like no but it's not because
1: because because zach because you and i both know that that's just them being not reactionary not not you know they're just not doing this the sam howell is the next uh uh peyton manning thing like the like bills yeah, bills I'm camp sure teams
0: are irresponsible
1: they, with that they're just hedge. they're just being
0: they're just being reasonable and you i know think you I mean? need to be too
1: I think yeah, you need to be, yeah. there's
0: a chance he catches less than 500 yards this season. And you that put your money where your year. mouth is on
1: this bet. And so did I, we have a 7.99 and a half line with Kincaid.
0: And I think and we if, both know you're not hitting that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking it's, it's, I, it was, I was very excited when I made that bet. I I do. I would have liked to have negotiated it down, but you know, what about $6.99 and a half, Zach? You, you, uh, you, you... I think
0: we already made the bet, but I'll take we another one. I'll <laughs> <We> double <laughs> up on the six ninety nine. dollars You'll do the Kim Kidd ladder.
1: The Kim Kidd going down ladder. I would love How to. low
0: will you go? How low will you go? Six.
1: You think $5.99 and a half?
0: I'm a I'm little diceier there because I think they could force him involvement. um, And he could, he's so talented. Let's but, do a double. Let's do okay. a double. Okay. So At six ninety nine. What we, uh,
1: you said. No, 599 was your, was your line that you, so we have the, the, the high line is 799. So we'll set, we'll set lines. The, the between is, is, is a wash and, or yeah. no, the between. Actually, we'll he we'll could, talk. You could
0: go above 600 is rookie year. But I think my point in like summarization is, is 600 yards. Enough of a needle. Your team. 50 yeah. 50 yeah, 50 yeah 50 is that 50 enough?
1: 50. 50. Yeah. I totally get it. And I, I'm, that's the thing is like Homer goggles off, you know, the, the, me needing to to you know help people you know see what what ESPN is and telling you. I do genuinely believe that it's gonna come down to Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati. And I don't believe right now that Buffalo has head and shoulders advantage over either of those teams. They I did agree. beat Kansas City in the regular season last year. They did beat Kansas City in the regular season the year prior, and 13 seconds for all intents and purposes showed me that Bills the Bills can beat the Chiefs in the playoffs where they can at least hang with them yep. because the year before they hadn't the Cincinnati conversation is an entirely different conversation. And I don't, I genuinely don't know what's going on there. I know a lot of it at this they're point is probably they're a very good team. So, so we have to figure out that there has to be some sort of a recipe and they don't have it right now. So that's going to be something that will concern me until it doesn't. So I don't think I'll be picking Buffalo to be my AFC champions this year, but I don't think we should by any stretch count them out. I'm, nobody's leaving them for dead nobody is counting them out but it doesn't feel like they're i would say honestly i don't it doesn't feel like they're getting the respect they deserve
0: no i mean i think it depends on your media source but i think they might be aptly respected is that they are contender but they have yet to show that they are a favorite yeah and i think that's where i'm at with them
1: the same logic i apply to the division king of the hill rules i'm applying to the afc Buffalo hasn't proven they can take the AFC, so I'm not going to yeah. pick them to win the AFC until they do.
0: Yeah, I think I agree there. I think I'll put Miami as the fourth in that race for me. Um, yeah. that I think, I think they can get there, but it's also yet to be seen.
1: I think Baltimore and the Jets will have something to say about that, and possibly the Chargers.
0: Listen, the AFC is a very hot race. It's the NFC is much easier to get yeah. through. A um, conference. Yeah, I mean, I uh, Baltimore, Jets will be interesting. I both think they have the same... This is a new offense, so we'll see how it goes year one. But the AFC has a lot of contenders, man. Yeah, the That's a fun conversation. Have, I'm glad. Those are going to so be we, tough.
1: So just to wrap up, we talked AFC contenders, specifically Buffalo, better or worse. We talked Russell Wilson. No, we didn't end up talking to Russell Wilson. That no, way you no pitched that via text. That'll be a pitch I think, think we'll do them. an
0: AFC breakdown. I mean, we'll do a com- I love division that. breakdown. So.
1: We talked NBA Finals. We talked Miami Dolphins backfield. And we talked Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Very AFC East heavy show
0: today, Zach. Yep, that's fine though. Good I to get it. it through, and some NBA Finals talk through. So uh, appreciate everybody for listening, Kev. Always good to see you. Fantastic, We're brother. Appreciate sign you. off for Until the afternoon. Time. Thanks, guys. Peace.